fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Ha 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 ha, what's up everybody? It's Friday, September 9th, 2011, episode A7L Hotbox. My name is Matt. My name's Ian. And this is it. Day late, that's fine. Had a little busy stuff to do. We have like jobs and lives, right? Out, outside of this. You do? I, I do. Wow. I feel like a surrogate. Like I'm in my box until it's time to podcast. And I just then... hide in the closet until right. it's time to... Wait, I thought that's I was, weird. I was like... I swear I had cookies out here, and there's, like, crumbs leading into the closet. It's like, Ian. Yeah, weird. Dude, it's like my girlfriend kicked me out. <laughs> I'm sick of this pot podcast crap. I thought Go it was get you. a job, get a haircut. I thought it was you that kicked her out. Well. Go, <clears throat> go do these things. You know, those Give things. me cigarettes. Uh, every th- Thursday? Every Thursday? Uh, around 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, 10 Eastern? 406-204. Four six two four four six eight seven. Fuck, man! Give us a call. It's one of those shows. So, what about your life outside of uh, podcasting? It you sucks. have two jobs, right? I'm a writer. <laughs> Four. A little magazine goes by the name of Bite. Went out of business back in the '90s. UBM bottom. That sounds familiar. Brought it back as a yeah. It was like a tech thing back when computers were first invented. They like wow. wrote them up and did all that shit. Uh, they had a good 20-year run, I'd say. Went under because if it, you're a magazine, you can't fight the internet. You know, that's the next logical step. Well, look at Borders. Right, yeah, the one here even. Uh, them all. Every yeah. last one of them. Is that weird that the big chains are out, but like the little ma and pop, like used bookstores are still just fine? Define fine. Paying rent? Uh, okay. Hopefully, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I think that I think that Borders is closing down because p- too many people were using it as a library instead of a retail store. I heard the federal government was going to classify books Schedule One. I am not surprised. Would Knowledge. that make the internet Schedule Two? Yeah, because it's not actually like hard copy. Right. But if you actually went and looked, you'd find shit way worse on the internet than in <laughs> right. any book that's ever right. been published. Like child the porn. Bible. Right. You'd have a hard time publishing a child porn book. I think. Yeah. You know, what kind of publisher would be like, oh, definitely putting this on our label? Like a fine wine. Ages. That's terrible. (laughs) So we do have things like that in this world, yet we have a war on drugs. Can we take half of that money and start a new war on child porn? Would that benefit the people? Well, I think the... the, uh War on drugs is really like a... a uh, That's the sim- facade, right? Well, it's a symbolic thing. I mean, like... Meta. Okay, so you, you let's say the DEA busts a cocaine shipment, and they get, let's say, 30 metric tons of cocaine off of some tanker ship. Now, what are we going to do with all well, that cocaine? Well, so, well, no, but that's, that's, let's, say that's, let's say that's 20% of a drug lord's shipment into the United States. Right, And so okay. do you think that this drug lord is like, oh, Fuck, I didn't see that coming. He's like, U.S. out. Canada, Mexico, you're well, my boys now. No, because to him, uh, cocaine's not really worth much where he's from, and he probably right. has way more than 30 metric tons. Let's say 30 metric tons is 20% of his shipment. He, the, the, him getting that part of it uh, uh, seized isn't a surprise. That's... Right, because he sent four shipments, three of which got through, which 
Correct. more than paid for. That's the cost wh- of doing business for exactly. these drug lords. And that's calculated so into what, what we does he pay do? for Coke. He sends an extra 20%. To you make can, up for it. Yeah, you can bust the 20%, but he's going to send an extra 20%. A and so decoy, that, right? Yeah, that, 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 that amount of drug that is seized from these from this war on drugs is really symbolic. Because if you bust uh, somebody for this 30 metric tons, there's still the demand for that drug. And so an additional amount of, of drug is two? going to be produced and right. shipped. So by busting that, you're actually causing an increase... In the supply chain. Well, I think it's just caught. It, I, you know, uh, every drug bust doesn't decrease the demand, right? So it during decreases my, the supply. During my two days uh, working at Best Buy, um, <laughs> they educated me on what shrinkage was. Ah. Um, I thought it was jumping into a cold pool. To them, sure, it was sure. it was inventory disappearing or or theft. Right, right. And so I think that most drug busts. Uh, seized by the war on drugs is is shrinkage to a drug lord it is it is something any that any drug lords worth his salt right he's right. going to account that a certain percentage of his shipment is going to be seized and therefore send more and if it doesn't then hey fuck yeah have all, all of these the drugs seized uh, have all the drugs been seized made a dent in drug use i'm going to say no 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 Anybody in this valley can find any drug on any schedule, for the most part, 24-7. And that's like that everywhere. If if you are so inclined. If you look for it. Right. If You don't you have know. drug dealers knocking on your door like Jesus pushers, right? Right. Like, right. hey, uh, yo, man, what's up? I, I got some of this over here. You need any of this? No? All right. How about your neighbor? Is he cool? Like, no, that doesn't happen. Now, but Big Pharma, they do with advertisements and all that shit. We have talked about how Big Pharma has marketed their product, right? I mean, the reason why it's so successful and, and like, why they call it a silent epidemic of prescription drug abuse is that the the marketing program for for these pharmaceutical drugs is nobody that takes these drugs likes the fact that they take them but they feel that they need them so you have this you have the population saying oh man these these prescription drugs aren't good but we need them to deal with whatever ailments we may have. And that's really a, like a, a very smart uh, marketing program because people people feel that they need it even though they don't like that or like the product that is being sold to them. And not to mention all the all the commercials and all these other things like not that I I don't watch television, but I do know that pill commercials are as common as what do you think uh two or th- what do you think, Matt? Ten? Whatever. Uh, during the course of an hour-long show, you'll probably see quite a few of those. Um, again, uh, presented as something that uh, you don't want to have to take, but you might have to, which is something that I think we talked about before as well, but that's something that cannabis or medical marijuana, we could really learn something from that. Um, instead of... Uh, instead of uh, promoting your medical cannabis as something like you're getting away with it like look at my pot den we got pot leaves on the windows and we have we got bongs and we have all these things we're smoking in the back room i mean it looks like a a a white trash version version of scarface's office uh here and we're trying to present these things we, we, I think we could learn something from the pharmaceutical company's uh, approach to marketing their product. Hey, this will help. It's not good, but you need it kind of thing. 
They um, are basically you have two kinds. The the kind that you take because you have a problem and it fixes that, but then you become addicted to it. It's just like cocaine. You most, don't have to advertise cocaine because it sells itself. <laughs> right. It's addictive by nature, and that's the advertising. Right. I, I don't think that most prescription drugs, though, solve issues. They mask the symptoms. Well, if if I sold you a car with a complete end-to-end lifetime warranty, I'm going to be out of business as a car seller in 10 years. Unless you created a product that held up to those, those standards. Right. I just I bought a but blender. I'm once, Listen to this. You okay. can only sell so many cars. Once everyone has one of your cars, the cars last forever. You're done. What's What's that term where things are designed to break so that you will replace them? Like Apple. A- <laughs> hey, I know you just bought that <laughs> iPhone four and you're stuck in a two year contract, but six months later, boom! iPhone five rumors. What's up? Um, Brilliant, like, though, right? Like a coffee machine. You know, I, I don't know how long you can actually own a coffee machine before you have to throw that one away and go out and buy a new one. The other thing is, there's a term for this, I, I, and somebody should help me out with this. But like coffee machines, if you if you look at a coffee machine uh, every six months, the design of these products is changing. And uh, I think in the chat, uh, planned obsolescence. Planned yes. obsolescence. Word. Okay, so. Things are designed to not only break, but they're also designed so that you feel like you need the newest, coolest, best-looking thing. That's um, the marketing. Correct. Side of it, right. and, yeah. Planned obsolescence. Thanks, cannabis. But now, a- if isn't isn't that a key part of capitalism, though? If people stop buying your shit, absolutely. Right. So it, the, the, it doesn't work anymore. So so here's a, a blender. And the, okay, so blenders are, are another object that is designed under planned obsolescence. So, But there are products that aren't... Some of it's chance, though. The more moving parts you have in your object, the more wear and tear, the quicker that'll become You spend obsolete. 20 or $40 on a blender and you use it, let's say, three or four times a week, it is not going to last you a year. Right. It is going to fuck up, break, or something's going to go wrong, the blades are going to dull, the engine, you know, and, and instead of like... No matter what you do, though, or as a smart consumer, you can take steps to prevent certain things, like checking the oil in your car, for instance. Right, but if I don't think that... I, yeah. Is what I'm saying with a twenty or forty dollar blender is that it's it's kind of cheap enough that if it breaks, you're just gonna go out and buy a new one instead of you know trying to maintenance this twenty dollar piece of shit that you bought. Or right. and it depends and, on the object because like an iPhone, there's no moving parts. It's not obsolete, but because of the advertising and they show you how old that is and how awesome the new one is, that right. gets in your mind and does it. Um, not through any fault of the device. So I bought I bought a Vitamixer. It's I think it's the most expensive blender you can buy. But the idea behind it is is that it doesn't break and it comes with a ten year warranty. So anytime within ten years, if it doesn't work the way that you want it to, they'll send you a new one. So there are some items that are planned obsolescent uh, orientated, and then there are other things that you can purchase. That usually cost more money because you don't buy them as often, but they are they they will last you a little longer. When, if you, <clears throat> a little trivia, if you had to guess, when was planned obsolescence first developed? What decade? Ooh, um, I'm going to say the 40s. 20s and 30s. I'm close. Right around the same time that mass production had opened every minute aspect of the production process I was to th- exacting analysis. I was thinking 40s because of the microwave oven. Right, right. Um, and, and the whole, but like, when did cars housewife. First hit? Which one? When did cars first hit? 
twenties. Oh, early digits. Model T, right? Single digits. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, and and the I'm sure before nineteen ten there were some vehicles, maybe not mass produced, well, but right, right. you know, with with the the hip housewife revolution, you know, the yeah, the in the forties when women started to, you know, want uh, the, this this dream American kitchen with this microwave oven and things. I think that's when it really started to take place because one, women hold a high level of purchasing power, and two, you want to look hip, cool, up to date to all of your company that you may be entertaining at your house. Which is a silly, silly, frivolous way to live your life. If I have to depend on objects to make myself look cool in your eyes, then I am a piece of of shit. I can tell. Did I show you my new computer? I can tell. Look at this. Oh, this? wow. Wow. New. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's... I don't know how to tie this back into cannabis. Well, estimates of planned obsolescence can influence a company's decisions about product engineering. Therefore, the company can use the least expensive components that satisfy product lifetime proje- projections. Let's link this to a massive company starting marijuana. Just like uh, in the chat, okay. He said, "What the? They do this uh, cannabis for ADHD." He says they do this with veggie seeds sold at Lowe's, Home Depot. They won't breed, so you have to buy new tomato seeds every year, like Monsanto seeds. Exactly, you I was totally thinking that. Yeah. You can't uh, reuse the corn seeds; right. you have to buy new ones every and year. If they catch you using other seeds, not theirs then you get in trouble. So how about a large company with cannabis that, um, I don't know. I think, I think you could do it with marketing. Like, you know, this, this, this financial do you market quarter, cannabis though. I do. Are you allowed to though? Why can't I? Because it's schedule one federally. Sure. But in the state of Montana, I Where have did cannabis. all our billboards go. People haven't been putting them up. But they got scared, huh? Yeah. They're like, God. hey, DEA, I'm over here. Open yeah, let's, this hour to this let's, hour. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad there's no more billboards. But here's here's a way you could do planned obsolescence with cannabis, I suppose. Religion. Okay, so like this financial quarter, man, blueberry is the best, man. It's going to solve all your issues. It's great for anxiety. It's great for relaxation, pain relief, uh, appetite stimulation. Right. And then, and then three months down the road, you can be like, oh, you know, this blueberry, it's, it's not the greatest. This... This new, the nebula, the next new yeah, best the nebula thing. is where you want to be. I mean, this but is, you can this is... say that for anything, Absolutely. whatever you say it is, it is to the people that hear you. Sure, until someone takes it home and is like, "This is garbage," right? So and then, right. and, I, and I think that it's kind of a. T- tough to tie this in with cannabis because it's it's such a, a personal relationship. You know what works well, good for me you, doesn't work good for you. Like New Egg, if you want any any technology, you can go there and read reviews from real people that have purchased that. If you did that with pot strains, I'm going to write reviews. Then you leave it up to the people to as a as a whole to give it you know thumbs up or down, right? And that will influence the customer. Yes, absolutely. When I go to Best Buy, my purchase choice isn't influenced by the sales guy reading off the box. It's influenced by what people that have experience with that product say. So you're saying that you're an informed consumer. I try. I really try. Okay, so... I don't take it that far and, like, look at the toilet paper reviews and it's like, oh, this chafed my ass, you know. But, like, investments? Yeah. Anything over 100 bucks? Yeah. Sure, I, say. I, I think that uh, I think that that's a good practice. And to, to, to link it back, you can look at the growing process of cannabis, like the production line. So you can say, how can I minimize my costs, maximize my yield, and still come out with something that people like? It's I the think, same idea. 
I think that uh, from the growing perspective, you like the people that are selling you the equipment, like the nutrient companies would could could come. They're out not with getting a, rated. Well, no, because they're not selling a Schedule One drug, right? But they're selling the components to do that with. Sure. Well, I can sell I can sell water pipes. Right. It's like the gas station bombs. not getting busted for meth, even though they're selling bits and pieces that, if properly put together, could create that. Right. Right. Okay. So uh, we digress. Cannabis. <laughs> if yes. full legalization happens, is that where we're headed? Do you think Monsanto seeds uh, patented? Can they patent strains? Is it part of the clone? human genome patented? It I'm better fucking sh- not be. I think it is. Twenty percent of it. You could look. You could. <laughs> where do we check stop on that one? Uh, with with patenting genetic codes or with legalization of cannabis? Uh, since this is a pot talk show, let's uh, <laughs> stick, stick with, with the cannabis. cannabis. Sure. Um, I th- I think that uh, I think we should. Well, you know me. I should, we I think we should stop right before legalization. I think that decriminalization would be probably the furthest that I I my personal legal would to have not to acquire. Um, or the least. Uh, what what do they say? Right, that? so just decriminalized is in kind of like taken off the books, but let's say... It's not the cop's priority. Correct. If there's a rape right. and you smoking pot, they're going to go to well, the rape. Well, if you're hopefully. smoking, they probably think that you were the one that did the rape since well, you're... Right. That's Maybe it was the joint itself. Which is done by the media. Maybe it was the joint itself. Right. That's That's like a prime evidence example of what Timothy Leary said, that whoever controls what you see creates your reality because the government said smoking pot makes you rape and crazy. That's what people thought. Absolutely. And I bet there is a very small subsection of people that were around that time that smoked pot and went crazy because they had it in their head that that's what happens. And that's them creating a reality for someone else. And that's fucked. And do you think that it was because they heard that if they smoked this, they were going to go crazy? Or do you think it was those individuals that is cannabis isn't right for them? Like there are people that smoke cannabis and have negative reactions and don't like the effects and and kind of have that panic attack and they and they I don't you know? I think a lot of that I mean some of it is you know hormonal and chemical imbalance in the brain but I think a lot of that is the idea that I'm doing something illegal I de- the, if you like took the power that of away exactly so I'm gonna I'm suggest- paranoid because I'm breaking the law right now even though I don't feel like I am that feeling is there you know okay so some of us can put that behind us i don't get paranoid do you uh depends on what strain yeah sour really? diesel man i i, I it's more of a sativa ang- strains yeah it's and it's it, it's kind of a cross between anxiety and paranoia because i i, I i'm now, anxious when, for nothing and i and i and and paranoid is in and i'm not worried that somebody's gonna kick down my door i'm i i'm you worried that everyone's staring at you no and they no, no not like that okay i, I know they already do so right. um it's because you have the word dick tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> I'm more paranoid about like the decisions I've made in my life. I'm more paranoid really? about um, a reflective um, mushroom trip. Right. I'm more I'm more uh, uh, more of a meditative stance on things or orientations. You overanalyze. Correct. Right. And then so, you know, if I if, like sour diesel, I sour diesel and I don't get along very well because that's what happens. And then I'm and if I'm not being entertained, which means that I'm reflecting upon myself or spending time with myself, then I I start to to tear my decisions down to negatives. And that's and that's a form of paranoia to me. Like I'm afraid that's of, the beginning of a bad trip. 
everyone's looking at me. What are they thinking? Oh shit, they're thinking this, that, and it it you spiral it yourself. Right. In, yeah. So back to the power of suggestion. You know, uh, before I ever possibly allegedly tried LSD, I had heard all these stories about like pink elephants and floating bubbles and leprechauns and all this weird shit. And so when I you're allegedly like, no way, let me see. Right, right. Like, allegedly trying LSD, then none of that stuff happened. You know, the, that even though it was Did suggested to me. disappoint you? Um, Or no, was it still no. a good experience even without this hype that was created by whatever it was still, not living up to? It was still a great experience, and I would actually right. prefer what actually happens on LSD than to what everybody said happens on LSD. Could you imagine? To this, to this day, I've never seen something that wasn't actually there or some variation of. You know, I um, I don't think it's not so much as like you're seeing cartoons and you're seeing things that aren't there. Like I've been sick, like with the flu when I was a kid, and I had hallucinations where I saw things that were absolutely not there. Wow! But. As as far as when you're on acid or shrooms or something, like the closest I've been to that is driving down the one way, and everything went from 3D to 2D to cartoon. But it wasn't like I knew it wasn't a cartoon, but it looked like that. It, it, it was a perception twist. So so how would that power of suggestion work for some things but not others? Like, well, um, it's hype, right? The media says this is the next greatest thing. You're gonna be on board with that. And so you'd have to be under the 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 influence of this suggestion and and maybe create it out of your own consciousness and that's what becomes real to you or the second you think it it becomes real. You manifest it. Okay. I I to a point. Okay. I'm not going to like conjure up rabbits and pull them out of hats and stuff, but if I have you'd be a lot an attitude like negative people <laughs> tend to, you know, have bad shit happen positive people tend to still have bad shit happen because the world sucks but right. they're going to look at, least at you have it a differently outlook on spin- exactly. negative shit it's all relative to you okay sweet so <laughs> i have some interesting studies first of all petition where are we are we there did we win game over okay what? so i'm i'm fully confident on the five percent mark to put the issue on the ballot we're there uh 15 percent or the the larger number we are a ways off um people not reporting in with their signatures there are people that got trained and i haven't heard from them nobody's heard from them for weeks and hopefully they've collected some signatures but they were only given a certain amount of sheets so they're limited to how many signatures they could have collected I th- I am very confident that the issue will be on the ballot with the 5% of the 30 districts. But right. to suspend the law, we are a ways off from that. So now what is that going to do with all of these lawsuits then? Will they be suspended until a vote happens and then they'll if, go from there? If Let's say we're successful with the to put the issue on the ballot but not suspend the law. Then we are bound for a trial, uh, uh, a trial on SB 423. Remember, we have a temporary injunction on SB 423 on unconstitutional grounds. Right. Um, but, but regardless of if we get the signatures, that doesn't make that more or less constitutional. Like, that should stand regardless, right? Correct. But if we were able to suspend the law, then we wouldn't have to go to trial over these things, uh, which I means okay. that... so It's a shortcut. 
because right, we because had we've the already numbers. spent uh, over $100,000 on our legal motion and now that we're going to have to go to full out trial it's going to be another 100,000 or more another it could be $200,000 and so if we would have collected the signatures we could have avoided spending that money on a legal battle to prove that these things right. are unconstitutional um there's two ways to look at this uh how can you not see that like is there anybody out there listening or in the world that can look at this and say oh yeah that's totally right it seems so blatant and obvious to me and i don't know if that's just because i've been smoking pot my whole life or what (laughs) but like that seems so cut and dry if any if there was ever an open shut case this was it well, you're fighting you're fighting this emotional pretense with with cannabis. How about um, you keep your emotions and your religion out of our justice system? Can we do that for a minute? No. Why? Don't you have to swear in when you go to court? Yeah, under no. God. Yes, you but know? no. Right. So, if you had to go to court, here's a good question, and I, mm-hmm. would you lie in court? It depends, I guess. I mean, you can be held me, in contempt. Give me a situation. You can be held in contempt if you tell a blatant lie and prove they can it. prove that you're lying. If they prove it. Right. You, but, as the liar, need to know enough about your lie to know if there's evidence for it or not. Correct. So, yeah. you know, swearing on a Bible, but they don't actually do that anymore. They just ha- have you hold your hand up. But would you, like, does that mean anything to you? Absolutely not. Like, under oath, does that mean anything to you? Oath, if... If the government didn't lie about the scheduling, maybe, but because they lied about that, I don't see if they don't have to tell the truth, why should so I? So one lie and deserves two wrongs another? Don't ma- exactly. <laughs> okay. It's the great white lie that turned into the blob that ate the little kid's house. Sure. What are you holding? This is, I don't want to call it a last ditch effort, but it is going to be a good time. Saturday, September 10th, 2011. Screw it. Let's ride. It's going to be a bunch of us getting completely stoned, riding motorcycles, once again proving that having cannabis in your system does not make you impaired. We will also have a control group who will be getting absolutely drunk riding their motorcycles. We'll see who survives. Now, this is a $10 buy-in, all motorcycles welcome, Freedom Ride Poker Run. We will have petitions there for you to sign, and word on the street is half the hot box might be there. Who knows? It's going to be a good time, though. The route, Kalispell, Rollins, Pulse, and Charlotte Hot Springs. You spelled springs wrong. Anyway. Uh, and ending at the MTHD 10th anniversary party at Montana Harley-Davidson Shop. If you haven't signed the petition, time's running out. September 31st? 30th? How many months? How many months are in this day? Cool. There will be a lot of people there with a lot of petitions that need a lot of signatures. Should this have been something that we did at the beginning? Or is this a good, I don't want to say last ditch effort, but like a a end of times party kind of thing. What? What does poker and motorcycles have to do with pot? I, I don't see anything on that poster that has to do with cannabis, which I like. Half the pot to buck up for wounded warriors. Half the pot to the best hand. I have some pretty sweet hands. I don't want to brag. I may have the best hand. Probably this one. And just out of curiosity, what are, what does that have to do with cannabis? <clears throat> it is for that, from what I heard. I If it is, I love it because the poster doesn't say it. Absolutely. But That's is this a I cannabis do. issue or is this a human voter rights issue? It's a, it's a voter rights issue. Spurred by 
cannabis, exactly. the catalyst to bring it to. The well, really though, spurred by the government overstepping bounds, I think it could have been with anything. Correct, but yeah. it just so happens that it's cannabis in this. Right. In like, this how pissed would you be if the government came in tomorrow and said, "Hey, we actually looked at the numbers, and everyone that's on pain pills, those pain pills have death tolls associated with them." So we're going to schedule one pills. We're going to schedule two pot. That fix things? No, no, not at all. Would people still do pills? Yes. Legally, illegally. Yes. Would people still smoke pot? Legally, illegally. Right. Yeah. I, I, you can't. You can't legislate culture. You know. You can't. No. You, at all. Just you no can't way. legislate mental illness. Which, if you're abusing drugs, that is no. A you can't addiction. control that, but you can Some certainly classify those things. You can try. Um, Justin Fan uh, Turquoise, sure. Um, in the chat room says, "What are the chances that these injunctions will remain in place permanently?" Um, chances are, I, I mean, we have to take this. We have to take these issues to to a full out trial, um, as Sweetleaf Tara says in the chat, like jury. That we will have to go to court again. Um, Regardless. And then Justin Fan says, what do you mean how the people vote? What does that have anything to do with what a court does? So, I th- Because the whole point of this petition is to put it back on the ballot, to put it back to a vote. We're all going to vote again, and if more than us say yes, then no. Right, so if we would have had enough signatures on this on this petition to suspend the law, the court case would have been invalid because we would have essentially suspended the law from happening until the citizens of Montana could have voted on it. Right. Um, let's say, let's say, uh, uh, let's say the trial doesn't go our way and the injunctions aren't upheld and uh, dispensaries are now illegal and we're under the full operation of SB 423. But then in November Matt's of 2012, up a fully encrypted website that we can all go to and be a okay. Don't worry. I got your back. Um, and then November of 2012 comes around and we vote SB 423 out. We vote against it. And so we go back to initiative 148, that overrules the court ruling. Right. Um, how what that has to do with the way that people or what the voting has to do with what a court does is that we can override court decisions based on votes. Right. Um, well, it's like the whole thing when they tried to put a jury trial to those guys a while back in Missoula, and they couldn't get enough people on a jury to say, "Yeah, we'll convict that." Right. Because that's ridiculous. Um. If. If the injunctions and and really these this trial probably isn't going to happen until the early part of 2012, if then, um, luckily our 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 court system is pretty backed up. But yeah, if if the court case goes negatively or not in our favor, then yeah, we we all would be fucked until November of 2012 until we could vote that piece of legislation out. Okay, so hypothetically, you have MS. You've been on pain pills for a long time. They did the trick, but eh, they're starting not to. Pot pretty much makes you feel normal. This happens. What do you do? Um, Will well, there under the under SB four twenty three, you would either a have to grow your own or b find somebody to give it to you for free. Oh, so in, until this happens, we revert back to four twenty three. Minus the two unconstitutional seven bits, unconstitutional seven, right. right, and so right now with the temporary injunctions, the temporary injunctions will be in place until there has been a ruling on the court case. So until we take this all to court, there's a full out trial, and there's a ruling. We will have these temporary injunctions. 
if the right. if the full out trial goes on and says, you know, these things are still unconstitutional and they cannot be in the law, then we will still be fine until 2012. And how long, worst case scenario, how long can they drag this out with appeals process, with whatever? Like, can this go on indefinitely? Oh, it could go on for a really long time. And who wins there? Uh, Whose job security is that? Uh, State employees. And lawyers. Right. Right. I mean, because the state is using our tax money to fight is that extortion? No. No? Okay. Um, they're using our tax money to fight the court case that we are donating more money to fight them. So, like, it sucks, though, So what you're we're saying is fighting we, ourselves. Need, we need to stop paying taxes and focus all that money to our lawyer friend. Do you pay taxes? Yep. Wow. Me too. I have but, a job. Yeah, I mean, those of uh, us that have day jobs, you know, we kind of... There's a large portion of people that don't pay taxes, I mean, especially in Montana. You know, there's... Vets there's, and stuff like that, right, you're saying, and, or... And even, like, super wealthy individuals pay less of a percentage of taxes than you do. Weird. You know, because of loopholes and things. Right. And I mean, I'm more than happy to carry the brunt of this great nation on these broad shoulders. That's fine. I mean, I understand rich people are very weak. They're very feeble. They, they break. You I, know? Wish, I wish with our tax program is that, okay, so let's say you made $100,000 in a year and you had to pay 20% in taxes or whatever. I'm just using I want a website numbers. to go to to say here, this percentage goes here, this goes here, this That's goes here. That's what I'm saying. Submit. And so like education, right? I could allocate my 20% to education and I, and I could choose where my tax money was going to be spent. I think that would be really interesting because I think that, you know, military funding would drop through the floor right other things would be you know i think that now I with that, that drop would terrorism also maybe is that made up did they make that up i don't believe in terrorists what um, is terrorist terror i'm scared well i i think the idea I behind a, a terrorist would be um you know a 60 year old woman growing cannabis plants in her back i'm just kidding but well yeah because those plants are gonna wreak some fucking did you ever see that one movie where all the trees got up and they went to war was that lord of the rings or something imagine that but with pot plants right dude you think a pot plant could ever hijack an airplane i think it's possible i don't want to say nothing is impossible but i think it's possible all right with the proper genetic tweaking (laughs) i'm gonna take this monkey this pot plant and this rapist i'm gonna put them all together and I'm going to form a Voltron-like character that will do nothing but wreak havoc on society. So, talking about the things that cannabis might be able to do, do you think that uh, uh, cannabis is, is, can cause uh, obesity? I think that if you sat around all day and smoked pot and ate food, you would get fat. I think that if you remove pot from that equation, there's still a subset of people that will sit around all day, eat food, and get fat. I also think some of it's genetic, some of it's, you know, family lines, all that. So, so is... It's glandular. So is, does smoking marijuana directly cause obesity or overweight or negative ghost rider? You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't either. It's causation correlation. Just because I smoke pot... Like, I work, I'm motivated and all that, but you could just as easily have someone that doesn't smoke pot that sits around on their ass all day. Correct. Pot is not the catalyst. Let's say, let's say you are consuming a strain called bubblegum that stimulates sure. your appetite. Sure. And so, now, because your appetite is stimulated and you feel the need to consume uh, food of some sort, um, is it... 
is it up to you or the cannabis plant to choose what you what you consume? It are depends. you eating carrot the, sticks and celery sticks, or are you eating a half gallon of cookie dough? Well, it depends what's in the fridge, and when the pot plant walks to the fridge and fixes your meal, it, it's it's all relative. If that pot plant's in the mood for something sweet, then you know who knows. I gotta meet these pot plants that you know. The government so. said, man. Really nice. These crazy pot plants that are making our white women have more sex with black guys, that are making our society crumble. That's crazy. The government created a problem, and then they made a business out of providing the solution. Is that okay? Are you okay with that? Teach their own. I'm pissed I didn't think of it first. Yeah, exactly. Right. You didn't get yours. I know. If... Pot becomes fully illegal again. Legal. Legal. What happens to my endocannabinoid system? Do the cops come and confiscate that or remove it? How does that work? Because we all have that as humans, right? And some animals. Okay. And that's okay, right? Sure. Okay. So this is for that, right? Well, I don't think... That, I mean, you have Marinol, which is tetrahydrocannabinol on a pill, and so you... you that's know. just one. Sure. Have you ever had that? Yeah. It's garbage. It's well, overpriced. It's it's different than it's smoking cannabis. And it's interesting if you take more than the prescribed amount, it's ooh. Where'd weird you look. get? What do you mean? Cuz I took like half a bottle once and just nothing. Uh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. And, like I smoke a lot of pot, I, but I, I felt I felt that it was like eating weak edibles. Really? Like I I felt that it was more of a, a physical effect than anything cerebral, which is interesting, obviously, right. because THC is the, the more uh, cerebral affecting chemical. So that right there is the difference between your endocannabinoid system and mine, right? Yours yeah. is maybe more sensitive to THC, mine maybe not so much. Right. I mean, much like any other form of cannabis. Now, is can really- you control that? Control what? Can I like go mentally, like say, is there anything you can do... To kind of make you more sensitive to one thing or another in your body, maybe hormones, possibly or with your diet stuff. and those kinds Could of you? things. Yeah, I really think that. I think that. Uh, uh, I mean, depending. We won't on... know though until more research, right? Correct. And until how do we get more research? Uh, changing the schedule of marijuana in the United States. Hypothetically, to... you're a scientist. You want to schedule one research thing. You what would, do you do? Well, you would have to show the government that you are going to do research to prove the negative effects of that uh, chemical. Now, what scientist in their right mind starts a research project by already having a false outcome? Christians. Sure. Are they scientists? I Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because I, mean, I can say, here's my pot plant. Here's this. This is what it does. Now, you say, here's my God. I'm like, Where? I'm like, huh? That's that mass delusion. Because when I was in grade school, at a Christian school, and everyone prayed, I felt so out of place. Because I didn't hear God. And all these other kids did, and I was like, what the fuck, God? My prayers ain't good enough? I don't think you listened long enough. I listened for days. No, you didn't. Dude, every time I got grounded, I would just sit there and talk to God. Be like, maybe I didn't do it right. Maybe I got the wrong number. I felt so fucking weird because of that dude that's not right why is it that uh, uh, a christian is okay with taking their prescription drugs and they are drugs but the use of uh 
like because Logic. of man's law, Logic. not God's law, but because of man's law, something is illegal. Why is God now not okay with that substance? Like, why is because w- Christians can pick and choose? First of all, w- well, anything logical is thrown right out. Second of all, sure, but. I mean, you're taking an opiate, and that's totally fine, and you don't have to ask for forgiveness for taking an opiate, but you consume something that man has made illegal, and all of a sudden you are sinning and destroying the temple or whatever you know, oh, whatever just, you believe. Justin Van Green says you were praying to the wrong God. That makes sense, which is why later in life I just went through them all. Funny enough, same thing. So let's say hypothetically your child got into those legal pills. Okay. Ate them all and died. Okay. Is that you? What do you mean? Would that have happened regardless? Well, it wouldn't happen without you having them uh, accessible by your kid. Sure. And maybe not parenting that kid? Or is it your responsibility yourself? To... See, right. I I had a patient call me last week, and they and they, I mean, I thought they were going to hyperventilate. You know, I answered the phone, and they're like, "Oh God, Ian, uh, uh, what, what what do I do? My my son ate a half a ganja brownie that was sitting on the counter." Put and, him to bed, turn on Barney, have and a good night. Y- yeah, my first thing was, well, what you should do is not leave your medications in a place that your children can get to them. Right. Your S- children, right? Right. Not my child. Right. right. So, one, put your shit away, and two, don't give him any milk or anything else that's fatty or sweet. Sure. Feed him some water and some saltine crackers and put him, you know, like... How did you know that? Did you get your Schedule 1 and see, like, whoa, this binds to fat? N- no, no I think that uh, I don't know where I learned that actually. I think that was uh, I think that it's I think that when I started eating ganja brownies and somebody was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you gotta you drink a glass of milk with it. It'll it'll make it better." You know, much that's like, like the orange juice LSD thing. Sure, urban myth. Sure. sure. Well, I don't know. Is it? Do you like orange juice when you're hallucinating? Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. I like it when I'm not. Though it's way better than drinking like Coca Cola. <laughs> you know, Ugh. syrupy, sugary Anything. crap. Ugh. And so eating a brownie and, I mean, chocolate and milk go really well together. Hand in hand. Yeah. You know, if you're eating a medicated chocolate chip cookie, a glass of milk just seems natural. It's it's nice that it actually benefits that medicated sure. edible. And maybe your ADHD-ridden kid had a good night's sleep for once. Sure. Um, how about how about the uh, – <laughs> Don't drink milk if you have taken LSD, though, because it'll actually... Because that's fucking gross. Well, no, it actually, it'll actually curb your... Uh, it'll curb the effects. So you, well, you did you will... ever hear, too, don't look in the mirror when you're on LSD? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's weird, huh? Well, if you tell anybody not to do something, <laughs> well, they're going to want to try it out, at least for a minute or like, something. Like, why not? But I think that uh, that might be that might start a bad trip with somebody if you're not comfortable with yourself. You know, if you look in the right, mirror... because you and see... You're not, yeah, if you're yeah. not comfortable with who you are, you know, like, oh, my God, I have a zit, or my nose is big, or, you know, I don't know, my eyes are crawling into my nose, whatever it may be. Like, if it's you're not comfortable. It's that shift of right. where everything is. That that could yeah. that could snowball into something else, you know. I right. Think that, I think that. But it's up to the individual. Absolutely. Exactly. It's, so you're saying that the bottom line is, if it's your kid, take care of them. Sure, I think that I think that the other idea is that you know it takes a village, you know, like uh, that everybody has to help raise everybody's kids, and I, I'm not to sure. A point. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that because I wouldn't want 
Well, different times. I wouldn't want the community helping raise my child because I don't trust the community. I don't trust my neighbors. I don't trust the people. You know, I don't really... TRO, man. I don't really want anybody else's, like, opinion on how to raise my kid, let alone them assisting me raising my kids. So what do you think about the, the couple that has a kid, they both work, and that kid is in daycare all the time? At that point, is that kid yours, or is that kid going to show more bits and pieces of the daycare people? I think that it because would sh- they're raising. I, I think that the child is going to pick up a lot from his environment. And if that environment is not you and your teachings, ethics, whatever, they're raising your kid. Absolutely. That's messed up, right? Absolutely. If, well, I don't know. I, I'm not going to judge that. Well, I don't know the daycare I mean, worker, but... I don't have kids for myself, and so right. uh, I, I guess I, I don't really have an opinion on that because... So not having kids, own. does that make you even more mad when the the kid argument is used for political agenda uh, because you don't have kids? I don't think it's because I don't have kids. If you had kids, would you be like, yeah, fuck pot because you're hurting my kid? No. That's Absolutely your responsibility. Not. Absolutely not. Right. Most reasons why, especially to do with drug use, I think that, you know, how I was introduced to drugs is my mother introduced me to drugs in, a, in an educational light. As in, here, here, you know, this is marijuana. This is, this is what you are probably going to run into at some point in time in your life, and I am sure you're going to try it. Right. Here is how I feel about it. Don't break the law while you're in my house. And using this drug is illegal, and so therefore you will not do it while you live at home. Now the when, basis for that illegality is maybe not so up and up, but hey, that's what we're doing. The fact is that it's enforced, and that's exactly. how my mom presented this to. Like that's how my parents presented drugs to me. Is here's the here is the real risks of using this these certain right. drugs. Now does that work better than saying don't do this and scaring them out of it? I didn't use drugs until them... I was twenty, and that was I, I in my because first... you knew about them and educated. I think that I tried smoking a cigarette a few times while I was, uh, you know, in middle school. Love them um, now, but ugh. right, you know, I think I, I <laughs> you know, tried that out, but then and then I didn't start drinking alcohol until right before my twenty first birthday, and all of the other drugs came after that. Um, now, what prevented that? The fact that alcohol is illegal until you're twenty one, or did you just not give a shit? I was mushrooms an, and LSD, right? I, no, actually, uh, I I, I was a church going person. I no communion. What communion? Oh, not in the Mormon church. Ah, uh, really? Grape juice. You were really? yeah, full blown. So I was baptized uh, when I was sixteen on Halloween. Um, into the LDS church against my mother's wishes. My mother was like, oh my God, you're joining a cult. I can't, you know, she says like, what most 16 year olds are asking to go out and party and drink with their friends. You're asking if you can go to church and get baptized. Like, what is wrong with you? Uh, you're not my kid. You're right. Absolutely. Right. Um, but now that's a good example of that. Like, they, do they use fear as a uh, guide? Mormons are no drugs. Caffeine. Caffeine. Anything, Okay, right? so, and it's not that you can't drink caffeine. The The church actually has a weird policy about that is that it's just... Pick and choose. No, it's just like, they're not going to, like, get upset with you for drinking caffeine, but it's more of they put it towards you like, do you really need it? Do you really want that that stimulant? You don't but really I, I think need even it. that's better because you're making the child think for one and then you know weigh options and make a decision instead of just being don't do that because if you do you'll go to hell right right um justin fan asks so alcohol was your gateway drug 
Uh, no, actually, um, alcohol caffeine was, a, was right. No, uh, but it was right, it was it was my crazy friends. You know that I like. I started drinking alcohol Behavior. because when they found out that my 21st birthday was coming up, they're like, you have to take 21 shots on your birthday. What is up with that? And so I, so before that, I started having you know somebody buying me bottles of booze so I could build up my tolerance so that I could impress all my friends on my 21st birthday mm. by taking those 21 shots. So it was a social shots. status thing. Right. And so then- I took you know, 21 bong hits. Obviously- uh, the reason why I tried cannabis for the first time is that I was really hungover, and uh, one of my friends and coworkers was like, "Hey, well, let's uh, let's step out the back door here real quick. Take a couple puffs off on this. It'll make you feel better." That was my first cannabis experience. <laughs> and did it make you feel better? Absolutely. Now, if your first cannabis experience would have made you feel worse, do you think you'd still think the same way? Um, you know what? It made me. You it made my hangover right? go away, but but. I was actually put into a, like an awkward situation for my first time being stoned. Um, they went to shoot pool at Cattlemen's, and I, you know, I'm and not really got mauled by lesbians. Right, I'm not really nice. comfortable in the bar scene to begin with. Right. I'm just, I've just turned 21, and and so there I am, paranoid. I, I'm stoned for my first time, and people are, you know, laughing. Oh my God, he's stoned! Oh right. man, Baker's baked! Oh wow! And so it wasn't the most comfortable situation, but you know. That wasn't uh, either. Was my first time drinking. That you know wasn't what? A my first thing. acid trip. My friend drugged me to the prom. We walked up the the, the walkway. Checkerboards moving. I'm like quirk, just trying to keep awesome. my shit together. Get to the top. Table. Principal. Cop. I am like whoa. I start kind of walking away. The cop shakes his head. Principal shakes his head. My friend just turns around. We walk out. Wow. Now that could have totally went. A really to a really bad place, right? They, they probably could have weren't even shaking in. their head at you, but I thought they were right. Absolutely. Right. Um, so, am I a plant for safe kids, safe or safe communities, safe kids? N- no, obviously. Hey, not. I have a question for safe community, safe kids. If you're all about such safe uh, ideals and morals, why does Billings have such a massive heroin problem? Hmm? Uh, Are you I, more concerned that your kids will be hooked on heroin? Or pot. Well, I think that I think that the Pick idea from safe community, safe kids is is that marijuana is more dangerous than heroin because marijuana leads to heroin use. And so, if you can keep the I kids does off, not compute. If you can keep the kids off marijuana, you will in turn keep them off heroin, and because marijuana is the gateway drug. And um, my first drug, morphine first drug but see and that that's was an my interesting gateway thing. drug that's that's an interesting thing about people that use do you know why harder drugs and cannabis is that usually marijuana isn't one of the first drugs that they've consumed it's usually right. something a little bit more hardcore and probably I blame was the black market for that though for putting all of that shit in one spot if if it wasn't such a black market and your pot dealer didn't have other illegal drugs to sell because a that's drug dealer does that well, right, and not all pot just, dealers sell just, heroin, but right. you know, and not all heroin dealers sell pot. I mean, right. I think that's, right. I think that's the dealer that you've chose to work with. Sure, I mean, um, it was good heroin. What can I say? No, but it, it it depends on the person. It depends on the environment, of course. And right, um, I so keeping kids off of marijuana to safe community, safe kids, or this religious. Um, the, to the to the religious individuals that feel Why that don't marijuana they ask is God. A, 
<laughs> you have the greatest I'm thing sure. ever, omnipotent, omnipresent. He is God. Ask him. I'm sure that God tells them <laughs> just what they want to hear. Well, I mean, doesn't every cult leader? Um, I think that a lot of I think that a lot of people forget about their experience while they were young. Um, I th- I think it's interesting to point out that to ask people that are against mar- kids using drugs because of medical marijuana, asking them, could you find marijuana when you were in high school? Could you find other drugs? Every generation, right? Absolutely. Right. That's alive today. How long has the war on drugs been going on for? Long enough. Long enough that we Too should long. see a decrease in drug use? If that was proper? I If you fight a war on something for how many years, What at what point do you give up, cut your losses, and say, this is stupid? Well, We're getting with nowhere. the war on drugs, and that's an ideological fight. It's a business, as well right? as, A business yeah, model. As well as the war on terror. These are things that you are not going to be able to win. They're not physical... There's no goal. Like it's an idea. To, you to, started a war on an idea. Correct. That's so, retarded. You can't kill an idea with tanks and nukes. No. No. You kill it by educating the populace, and correct. eventually that idea will disappear. But you can't educate that populace otherwise, because That's then they won't be ruled. Right. They won't be controlled. Right. People will make their own decisions instead of. Can you educate and then take some of that away by dulling sports and media? To kind of make up for that education, Dulling so we seem smart, but we're media. still controllable. Um, I don't get, I don't get what you mean by dulling sports. Like, and okay, media so we play. educate, and we're on this side of the scale, but then we have to bring in sports and media to bring it back to this dumb side of the scale, distraction, uh, occupying our thoughts, anything. And I, Caesar, sports. If you can entertain the people, food. Right, you have I mean, it's, it's 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 the, the idea of controlling of religion, slaves. Right? Well, no, it's the, it's the idea of controlling slaves is that you you entertain them uh, for the times that they're not doing their slave activities, so that they're not uh, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, they're not they're right. not they're not gathering and and starting a revolution. They're being entertained. They're being distracted. And what the education is is that you need to educate those individuals to a point that they can do their slave activities. Right you to know, the if, point where they don't feel like slaves, but they are. They're like you know. This guy's not too bad. I mean, we're slaves, well, no, but you don't it could feel like be a worse. slave because you're given the illusion of power called voting. Right. And so because you feel that you are being able to make decisions, you don't feel that you're a slave because you feel like you're part of the decision-making process. What happens when those decisions that you've made get totally just ripped away? Well, in our, in our situation, we've started a petition and gone to court over it. But that's still playing through their game, right? Absolutely. So is that counterproductive? Well, should we have just marched right up there, went and shot everybody in the Capitol and just held it down there? If like, we, this is our capital. If now. we wanted martial law to be instated, because now we have, then then you're you talking think? about the federal. Yeah, absolutely. If you went mm-hmm. in and you shot a hundred senators, like martial law would be instated. In Montana. Even if we You'd had be the declaring proof, war on the state of Montana, cleaning up corruption. If we had the proof, right? But if you had the proof, you could hold those people accountable for their corruption, which you can't do. Because but they created the game, which is in itself corrupt. So we have to step outside of that. To fix the initial corruption, right? Yeah, I mean, in theory, I think the I think in the, practice, the more are too realistic lazy. way to solve the idea of corruption is move to a different country, <laughs> like Portugal or or Portugal just, legalized yeah. everything and saw a decrease in crime, right? Robbery, well, anything like that, right? No, I think to solve corruption is 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 um, 
I don't think that there is a way in a democratic system. You have to, to take the human corruption. out of that right. I equation. Think that, I, th- I don't think that there's any way to actually remove corruption from a democratic system because you are going to have people is that it the are system. Well, yeah. So or what's a better it's, alternative? It's really people. It's it's right, really the okay. individuals that have chosen to. It's human to nature, do that. and humans create the system. The um, system is made up of humans, which in and of itself is corrupt. Sure. Uh, Justin Fan uh, Turquoise says, "Is anyone worried that the state could potentially bleed the MTCI dry?" Potentially? Um, I think we're there. Well, here's the deal with the MTCIA: is that it operates with donations only, and so um, to bleed the MTCI dry, which you have to close all the dispensaries, right? Well, you know, dispensaries and patients alike have been donating their hard-earned income towards the MTCIA because they feel what they're doing is is in a worthy their best, cause, right? Yeah, is in their best benefit. I could donate to this, or I could send a dollar to Africa. Correct. Right. What's going to do more good? Well, you should keep your money local. Right. By all means. There's people hey, starving Africa, here. We have our own country to deal with, yeah, and we don't have shacks everywhere. And in, in downtown Kalispell, there are homeless people, and there are people that can't feed their kids, and there are people that are starving here. There in are our also local towns. food banks. You shouldn't and all send that. your money overseas. Right. You should, you know, even Super One has those little bags, you know, for five bucks that have, you know, uh, $10 worth of food in them. You buy the bag for five bucks, and they donate it to needy families. Like, right. that's. Uh, and we me, talked about this before. That's a classic. Classic tactic of war. When you fight an enemy, you hit them where it hurts. That's finances. You cut off supply lines. That's what these raids are, right? If you're growing over 100 plants, you're on their radar, you're generating money, mm-hmm. which you're donating, hopefully, to the MTCIA. Right. They see that. How do we stop this? Well, we can't beat it uh, legislation way, right. so we have to... Raid people and, and cut and off also, the money. And also, like with this temporary injunction, the big the big scare was is that if if they closed all the dispensaries, there would be no funding to go towards the MTCIA because a lot of the big donators are and were caregivers and are providers today. Right. Sure, patients do donate, and certainly there have been some awesome patients that have donated considerable sums of money and farmers and absolutely everybody um even people that are you know the grow shops and the the and not even monetarily if you donate your time I think by that collecting we should approach signatures. flathead electric company right. and say you know how i think that the flathead electric company should donate to the npca because think, we are padding their pockets by using all of this electricity which right. is good for them i think the feds should raid the electric company if we didn't have electric, we couldn't grow pot. Well, we could, well, but still. Yeah, that's like that's like uh, to solve the the problem of drunk drivers is to to ban the use no of cars. vehicles. Yeah. So there'd be no. You know like, what that would also fix? Obesity. <laughs> Whoa! We're on to walk. It. Wow. Can I walk through the drive through? Get the fuck out of here! Wow, I like that. Yeah, I like that. So, do you believe this war on drugs and making marijuana illegal? People find alternatives, right? Sure. You make like, ecstasy illegal, people clone it, analogs, MDMA, research chemicals, stuff like that. Sure. We've seen... Did you, back when you were younger, did you ever... Was there a such thing as fake pot or synthetic pot? No. There was just pot, right? Right. Right. What is happening with this synthetic pot? It's everywhere. Gas stations sell it. Yep. And it has a death rate. Yes, it does. More than real pot. Yes, it does. Logic dictates that we make synthetic pot illegal, real pot legal, boom. Fix that, right? Yeah, spice, spice K2, spike, whatever. Burger uh, says ban lighters. 
<laughs> you want to rub two sticks together every time you want to smoke pot? Nah. That might help. Uh, I get in there with the strength. toaster. Like, come on. <laughs> Well, ban lighters, but then magnifying glasses and, and cigarettes. How am I lighting my cigarettes? Um, Why don't we just ban so, people? So one, if there's one, no people to smoke pot. There's no problem. One thing about uh, synthetic marijuana is that uh, I know this woman, and she has her medical marijuana card, but she got her CDL and is now a truck driver. Drug and tests. so she cannot use her cannabis, even though she's a medical patient. Right. And so she uses spice as a calming agent or something to replace the uh, to replace cannabis for her. So that's this is not the somebody, government's fault, right? Right. You this put- is. This isn't somebody that's taking bong load after bong load of it to get right. all fucked up. Right. She's consuming it as responsibly She's as she can. She's using it, not abusing it. Correct. Right. Now, will she end up dying from this stuff? Who knows? Is she, that constitutional to say here, if you want a job, pee in this cup? Uh, yes. Is that right? Sure. Yes. I will just pee on you. I, I think that, that I think that if you are employing somebody that is going to be putting that has the opportunity to put other people at risk, then yes, I drive for a living. Yeah. Do you want me to have a drug test? Yes. Even if I demonstrate to you that I can smoke this whole bag of pot and be just fine, I don't, and think, actually be more efficient than not. I don't think that cannabis um, should be used as a well. Some people just suck at driving. Right, I think that I think that with your job, and I follow this rule myself, is that I don't drive intoxicated. I don't smoke and drive. That's why I don't. I smoke. smoke and drive, but I don't drive intoxicated. You have to make that difference. You, as a human, know your limit. Cannabis right? isn't intoxicating because it's not toxic to your body, but it impairs you. It it's really? not intoxicating because cannabis. Well, isn't define toxic. impairment. Uh, toxic dictates that it is hurting me physically inside. That's toxic. Right. So it's not toxic. Correct. And so it's it's not intoxicating. Right. But it does impair you. Alcohol kills your liver. It's intoxicating. Exactly. It's intoxicating. So cannabis, that's an interesting... Crayola crayons, they say non-toxic. Sure. There you go. Sure. But Crayola crayons probably aren't going to impair your ability... I don't know about smoking a Crayola crayon. Have you ever See tried what's that? In it? I don't know. Hey, honey, grab me a crayon <laughs> and my bong. Um, I mean, that's why. I, no, but, but this is an argument we hear time and time again, that if you make medical marijuana accessible, we are going to have roads filled with impaired drivers. We already do. Especially in Montana. How's that? Montana How, has that the highest rate, rate yeah. of, of intoxicated DUI Fatality cases than drug. any other state in, mm. the, in the union. What's and up so, with that? We already do have roads that are full of impaired drivers. Um, and, well, fortunately, they have We encourage it, though, dude. We say, here's the oh, bar, yeah. but you have to drive there, get wasted, and then drive home somehow. Like, really? Sweet Leaf Tara used to pretend to smoke Crayolas. I used to snort Pixie Sticks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Nice. Really, pixie sticks? Have no. you ever snorted a pixie stick? Just the grape ones. I remember. I remember definitely in in middle school, kids would snort pixie sticks because they were cool. Or you know something. why? No, because I saw my dad do it once. Oh, not pixie stick, but oh, anyway. Wow, I learned it from watching. <sighs> Sweet Leaf Tara has some pretty amazing glass. If yeah. you don't mind my saying, she does actually. Do you stock? I, have, I do have a few pieces of hers. Where's my sand blasted shit? I want to stock some. Where's of that. my jam hole pipe? By the way, just Ooh. saying. Ooh. Do you ever smoke nutmeg? No. 
Now, the reason for kids experimenting with these things is either A, they're just dumb, or B, they can't find pot. So, if we made pot more available, would this make it less? I think that I think that cannabis is already very available. I mean, it's right. It's it's not, but it's it's what we put on it that makes people go to these. Go to what? Go to the fake pot or other substances. The the risk. If you say I smoke pot thirty days later, it might still be in my system. But if I do meth, it's out in three. Correct. Depending on the job, you're going to choose meth. Meth has higher death I, rates, fatalities, problematic in your life. Pot I don't think doesn't. that I don't think that I've I've been in that situation. I've had to take some drug tests, and I haven't said, "Oh, well, since I can't smoke cannabis for the next thirty days, I'm going to go buy some glass." Right now, like, what if not, you had to stop? I've made the pain pills you were on. If I had to stop the pain pills I was on, right to pass a drug test, knowing full well that the second you stop, you are going to be a sick fucking dog. Hmm. Have you ever not taken a job because of a drug test? Yes. Me too. Um, I've also taken, I've, well, yeah, actually. I and have. you don't have to be a drug addict to have nasty withdrawals from opiates. Like, the longer you're on them, after that two-week so, period, say goodbye. So you have, you have withdrawals from an opiate for two weeks. Is that Longer some. Really? Depends. So let's say let's say let's uh, say hypothetically I've been on opiates for the last ten years. Went no, to rehab, got on Suboxone. Let's let's go shorter term than that. Let's okay. say somebody um let somebody has let's say somebody has surgery on uh something on their body and the doctor gives them a three month regimen of uh, oxycotton and let's say it's a let's say three months turns into six months and so you know the 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 dosages have been increased and let's say they're taking there's variables too though how are they taking it if they take that oxy crush it up and inject it they're going to uh, form that addiction no, they're, they're quicker. taking it as directed like right. they're taking so, the the they're taking the two pills a day that they're supposed to be taking right so and, if you do that it will take longer than if you went in that bottle and start banging them or snorting them or anything like that you're going to form that addiction quicker than slamming them. Than if you took them as directed. Oh, okay. No, absolutely. So right. you have somebody that is taking these prescription drugs as directed, and let's say, let's say because of their surgery, they take them for six months. They and then and then the doctor cuts the prescription off because they should have healed up. They've been doing their physical therapy, and it's right. time to move on. And so they they pull their thirty milligram oxycotons from them. And what? Well, any good doctor knows that you have to step them down. You taper. You can't just oh, okay. pull them because they'll have a seizure, die, sue you for malpractice. Really? Yeah. Even off a small, uh, even after off a small like that, uh, we're it not. Depends talking, on the person. We're definitely. not talking four eighty milligrams a day. We're talking two wow. thirties or whatever that most right, people right. get. You know, that's the. I think that's there, the common prescription. And it depends for, on the opiate. If you're saying like hydrocodone, which is a low, the one of the weaker ones, you're going to be fine. If you did like a dilated or a fentanyl, that's way up here on right. the scale. That time frame is shortened. And what do you think? So let's say you have this individual that is wanting a job and they feel the need to get off their pain pills because they do impair them. Let's say they're operating heavy machinery. And so they they want to go back to work within the next month, but they're taking this prescription. The doctor's starting to wean them off of it. Do you think that it's get, how difficult is it going to be for that individual to come off of their prescription that they've been taking as directed? How hard is it for that individual to go to that work and say, doctor's note? Boom. 
But let's say that it, I'm they supposed felt to have impaired. this in my system. Let's say they felt impaired and they operated heavy machinery and it was their own decision to want to be sober as a bell to perform their duties. Then I'd say good on you. You're a good human. And so, but not the, every human would make that decision. How difficult would it be for that individual to come off their prescription that they've been using as directed? Mm, it's going to be very uncomfortable. I will say that. It depends how long the taper is. Mm-hmm. It depends the time frame. It depends the dosage. It depends on the brain chemistry. Sure. It depends on if you're, uh, what's it called? Supplementing chemicals in your brain with like neuron or, or not neuron, but serotonin or melatonin, anything like that. It depends. And so how into this are you now Did you research yourself or just go off what the doctor said? You sure. Know? Sure. So, and then to, to tie this back in with cannabis is that when you, you, you want to go back to work in, in a certain amount of time. And, and I think the difference between what I was talking about with the prescription drugs is they have those long lasting time released opiate drugs that, that, you know, they get released in your system for uh, over a period of 12 hours. Right. And so, Let's say you get off that is what I mean is that if you smoke cannabis and you're that same individual that runs this heavy machinery and you want to be sober for your job, wouldn't cannabis be a better uh, decision for you? Because Absolutely. Even coming though it off takes the cannabis to pass the drug test. No withdrawals. No, very little withdrawals. And some Mental. people like somebody in the chat room says they, they get a little irritable when they don't smoke. And, and I think that I could say the same about myself. Cigarettes though, right? Shh. Well, let's stick with the cannabis thing. And so, and then again, you cannot understand what opiate withdrawal is like unless you've been through it. The best way to describe it is every cell in your body just pissed all at the same time. Minutes or hours, hours or days, days or weeks, all that. It's hell. I have never, ever experienced anything that just heinous you know i i heinous i had a i i went through a cocaine phase and when i stopped using cocaine i didn't totally really notice different withdrawals though different well, right i know, I know but brain. i didn't i didn't notice anything other than a, like a, a bad hangover kind of like i wanted to use it but since it was my it's a decision, lack of energy though right n- no really well, no. Because it depends on the drug. It, cocaine stimulates you by taking that energy and directing it I think it was because it, here, it was my so. decision to stop using that drug. I was that, like, I am right. done. I'm done using this. I'm over it. Like, no more. Get it. Like, I'm done. That's and, like the guy uh, opiate detoxing because he got arrested and is doing it in prison has a totally different experience than the guy, you know, doing it of his own recognizance at home. Uh, Justin Fan Light Green says, "Why would you need to go through it all? Sweet God, are you guys cannabis smokers or drug addicts?" Uh, I am a recovering drug addict and a cannabis smoker. I am just a cannabis user, but it's my dad's fault. Um, I've experimented with other drugs, but I am not addicted to any of them, including I, cannabis. I probably smoke less cannabis than anybody that's listening to this. Believe I it or not. experimented with other drugs for a long time. <laughs> I, I just I couldn't get. The experiment, quite right. Well, it ruined my life, that's though, too dude. Because you're always chasing that first experiment. Oh, I know. I have this Chase. dragon that I'm like so close. <laughs> anyway, no, but yeah, it sucks. It did. It ruins lives, you know. But it, it's amazing that that can be so pushed on, and that doctors get such amazing kickbacks the more they do. But yet, a doctor can only prescribe ten people suboxone to help them get off of that addiction. Right, and so which is weird. Again, with this, with this, this 
this good citizen that wants to be sober for his job that got off his surgery that was prescribed these pain pills that he was taking for three to six months or whatever. Um, it's going to be much easier for him to use cannabis as as a uh, relief. Crutch? Yeah. Right. Instead of using these these pain pills because of the effects that he ha- that they have on him or his Right. Well, his and you position. also have to know that cannabis is a potentiator for opiates. If you have two let's say Oxycontin 80s. Right. You take them both, no pot smoking. You'll okay. be here. Now if you take one and add pot, you're going to be here. Sure. Sure. And right. I think that and I that noticed that with my patients is that a lot of them have cut their pills back Considerably, maybe right. not gotten off them entirely. The ones but that say they two replaced of six. their opiates completely with pot, I say you're a fucking liar. They're totally. Why different would you substances. be so judgmental? Did you because start going to church substances. in the last ten minutes? Yes. Praise the Lord. No, well, it's just the fact that they're different substances, and that I've used both, and they act on different parts of the brain. Right. They have the same effects, per se. But do you think that not most people that have been taking these prescription drugs are even given them for the right reasons? I mean, that's just the thing, is that they're handed out like Skittles. And so when somebody can replace their their opiate usage with cannabis, what does that tell you? Yes, and I do knows. know people that have absolutely done that. Right. And so... Sweetleaf Laura says, I replace my Percocet with pot, straight up. You can replace tramadol, lower tabs, hydrocodone, any of the lower opiates, sure, because the pot has the same effects. But once you get into those Dilaudids, the fentanyls, Oxycontins, it's totally different. And the more you take of those, the more receptors open up, and then you have to feed them all. Otherwise, funky town. Funky town. No good. But is that right, that we, we accept that and encourage that, but this... That's what I was getting at, is that it... it We're wasting money. It's so unfortunate that it is so easy for uh, an individual to legally use these other drugs that are so difficult for them to, you know, operate or come off of or whatever than something that isn't so harmful or damaging or toxic or addictive or... uh, uh, Talking to some people, they felt that their pain prescriptions were more uh, debilitating than their condition, and that by using cannabis, it freed them of their opiate addiction and opened up that that quality of life again for them. And that's huge. Right. And we're saying no? Absolutely not. Not us. Well, because but as a whole. Now that you're using marijuana, you're going to start using heroin and methamphetamine. That's what I heard. But marijuana's schedule one... And your opiates were Schedule 2. So logic says that that outcome should be reversed. Um, I agree. I, I Can we agree. bring that to court as Exhibit A and just <laughs> throw this whole ridiculous thing out? And I want my 100 grand back. You just would hope saying. so. Justin Fanlight Green says, uh, I'm just trying to get a grasp. I won't even take Advil, cannabis all the way. Shut up, um, Mormon. I, <laughs> totally I've, uh, I've gone through uh, kidney failure. Um, Give us a call, 406-204. From over-medication for things, um, acetafetamine, which is what's in Advil and Tylenol. That's weird and that so, you say that because when I remember getting off the opiates, my back right here just killed for like three or four days. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? That shit. Well, dehydration, mostly. I drink well, a lot of so, water, though. Uh, uh, but, yeah. With with taking the Advil and things, I mean, it's it's cannabis all the way. Of, I agree with you because, I, I mean, Advil has a death rate. Uh, Tylenol. Isn't that weird? Tylenol kills more people than 
I, I don't have a number, but I know that it kills more people than a lot of other things. Well, let's say you get the lower tab, 10 500s. Each one of those is 500 milligrams of APAP, acetaminophen. Right. You take two of those, that's a gram of acetaminophen. Yeah. That rips your stomach apart. Well, and not only but your stomach, there. but your kidneys. They're there, they're there, yeah. Because the acetaminophen metabolizes through your kidneys, and your kidneys have to process that. And the way that uh, my kidney specialist described it to me was like, you know, you're pouring sand through a living organ. Like that chemical is not easily metabolized. And so you're pouring sand hoping that it comes out as a liquid on the other side. Hoping so your body that you find speak. a nugget of gold by shaking it up. But that's encouraged. Yeah. And the one thing that's Marketing. healthy. Marketing. Money. You have a product. Did and we you just have... not market pot right? Correct. That was our fault for yeah. making it known as a thing the blacks did in jazz. Well, that wasn't really our fault. But then even with this well, medical movement, we haven't Harry done Anslinger. it right this time around either. Like we have Is pot bins. You know, we have these pot leaves on the windows, and you have this this reggae this reggae theme, which I like the reggae thing. People do that with church in though. a medical field. Well. In a medical field, if we are going to portray marijuana as a medical thing, then we should we should treat it as a medical thing. And only I mean, air commercials gonna... at night, right? <laughs> Could you imagine the pot commercial? They're like, some side effects include. That's it. Shit, there are none. Fuck it. <laughs> commercial. Dry order. eyes. Smoke pot. Dry Power. eyes. Uh, I mean, some cannabis gives yeah. you headaches. I don't you know. Smoke and resin gives you headaches. Anyway, let's... Uh, so, completely backwards... And we're fixing it. These laws are causing people to hurt themselves. We have in Maple Grove, Minnesota, another death because of synthetic marijuana. Not a suicide. Let's keep that in mind. No. Not suicide. A hemorrhaging of something. But an accident brought on by his use of synthetic marijuana. He's 22 years old. They found him bleeding from a gunshot wound to the head. He died. In his family's basement. Fake pot. Can you even call it that, though? Because if it was synthetic pot, that means you took pot and you recreated it identical, which means you shouldn't have all these crazy suicidal side effects. And that's what we're seeing with this. Every time. Gunshot wound to the head. We encourage it, though, right? We should. I mean, you want a job? Lots of money in it. You want a job? How can you smoke salvia divinorum and trip your nuts off from here to the middle of whatever room you're in, and that's okay, right? But pot is not. Unbelievable. I have a question for you. All of the local raids that happened, why did the people plead guilty? Well, because of their federal charge, under the federal law, they were guilty. Okay, so if they went in and said not guilty, the judge would be like, you're guilty. Right. I mean, under the charges, the federal charge in a federal court, they are guilty. Their defense of the state law is trumped by the federal thing. And so under their circumstances, they probably got a little lighter sentence for pleading guilty. Cop a plea? I, it always seemed weird. I was like, why aren't you trying to fight this? And then the guys in Miles City, they actually did plead not guilty. Now, what you have to be careful about is that this doesn't escalate to a federal court. Because then it's open shut, right? Federally. Right. This was Richard Floor and his wife Sherry, their son Justin, a good family. 
arraigned via video U.S. District Court in Missoula on 12 charges. You ready? Conspiracy, manufacture, distribution, marijuana, money laundering, and firearms violations. That's the POTS gun, not mine. I don't know that gun. They're accused of growing marijuana in their home, as well as in Helena and Three Forks, and conspiring to distribute it around the state. So, not guilty? Honestly, if you looked at all of the raids that happened and all of the charges, these guys probably seemed the most guilty. Like, you were growing all over the place. Way more than what you should have had. 29 firearms. Five semi-autos, two pistols, four revolvers, six shotguns, five gold, eight rifles, and four semi-auto rifles. Some of the guns, are you ready for this? Hey, read me off that serial number. Uh, it's a little scratched here. I can't Where quite is it see it. Um, well, yeah, and the no, article... Is that a big no-no? And the article, yeah, it talks about how yeah. they sold to an undercover. And, and, that's, and that's something that I've been talking about for a while is that... Did that undercover have a car? These raids are not random. Right. These, these raids are not... They didn't pull out the map and throw darts and say, we're going to raid here, here, and here, and here. Right. They, they have reasons to go to where they go. And so selling to undercovers, and you can guarantee that, that they are still doing this. They are still sending undercovers around with somebody that's like, oh, man, I lost my card, or I'm from out of town. Will the undercover from... at any time have a card and present it? Is that I don't, entrapment? I don't know. Um, if they present a card, here's the thing, is if they present a card, I can't sell to them. They have to sign up to be a patient. And so... So if you if, were minding it, your P's and Q's... Right. Undercover right. agent comes in, shows me a card, I ask for his ID, and then pull out the paperwork and, and say, yeah, the let's cop switch... And badge. You're like, hmm. Yeah, let's switch this over, sir. Right. And even if a cop came in with his card, if, if the card matched his ID and he was who he said he was, and he fills out the paperwork, and then I sell him cannabis, I'm not breaking the law. Right. But if he comes in and is like, yo, man, I'm from Billings and I, I have my car. Do you think you could help me out this once? Yeah. No. No, sorry. The Not other this thing once that you can ever. do, though, the, the other thing that you can do is you can give it to them. You just can't sell it to them. So if you check their ID really? and their card, yeah. If you check their ID and they are who huh. they say they are and they are a registered patient, you can call the state and verify, do all those things, and you give them cannabis, that's not illegal. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. If you give them cannabis and they as drop 20 bucks ca- on the floor. That's that's not that's not legal. As long as you leave the twenty there till the end of the day. Sure, right. maybe I don't know stipulation. But I don't know if I don't think that you. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't even do that. But that's that's something that that I've done is somebody's come in, I've checked their ID or whatever. And this is something I did in the past. Was like, all right, I see that you're from out of town. I can't sell you right. anything. Here's a joint. See you later. Have a nice For day. Free. Yeah. If just they go. do, they try to give you money, and you're no. like, whoa, no, whoa, no. I, I don't just want said, your dirty drug money because I opened it up with I can't sell you anything. But I can give you this. Right. Have a nice day. So what if a cop did that every day for three months and accumulated a pound of pot and then was like, aha, you're going down, Ian Baker, down to funky town. I think that if they came in often, I, that's the other thing is that they if come I in more than once. Every day for, yeah, exactly. I'm signing you up under me. And then when you go back to where you're from, you can sign up under them. <laughs> right. Uh, Sweetleaf Lara says, or Sweetleaf Tara, sorry, says, well, if they are a registered patient from another state, can you give yes to them? You can give, but not them sell cannabis. Correct. You can give right. it to them, but you can't sell it to them um, because they are legally able to possess cannabis. They just can't purchase it. Right. So, would you say, out of all the raids, these this might have been a legitimate 
raid because of guns the... without serial numbers uh, selling mm-hmm. to undercovers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there you there there. That's reasonable to to investigate them. Yes, caller, you're live on the hotbox. Make it quick. Oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Who's wow. this? I was calling in because I was bored. I saw y'all show. And I'm actually walking out the door to go get tortillas at the store. So, Oh, cool. But I felt like, felt like debating something with y'all on the way to the store. Well, so, we're about to wrap you- up the show, but I would love for you to real quick summarize it, and then you can go on the forums and we can have the full debate. Oh, I didn't want to summarize anything. I just wanted to debate with you on the air. Oh, well, what's up? I don't know. I was going to ask you know, which... Uh, so what's your stance on legalizing it, period, or y'all just strictly for... Uh... Legalize, check this out, legalize everything, the people that are going to no, OD no, 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 are no, going to... Listen. I mean, legalize it... Uh, listen. Legalize everything. medical. Legalize huh? everything. The people that are going to take in excess will weed themselves out of the gene pool. Now we can move on with society. That's all. Uh-huh. You legalize everything. So, so okay, so... Really, everything, crack, meth, heroin. Sure, if you're dumb enough to go OD on meth, we don't need you. I know that's harsh, but 7 billion people, dude, I need some room. Just saying. Well, well, let me ask you this. Sure. Um, Do you think that uh, uh, percentage-wise would be Americans that would overdose or... I mean, I think Americans. The world would have the highest percentage rate of. Overweight. No, because Americans are greedy. We're overweight. We take everything in excess. Let, let me ask exactly. you a question. Exactly. So basically, if you legalize it, you're saying seven billion people in the world, which is a little under seven billion people. Well, you're right. mainly talking about Americans dying in overdose. All right. Well, let me ask you a question. So let's say we legalized heroin. Would you go out and buy it and use it? Well, no, because I'm not a retard. Well, but, right. So, but so see, I would once or twice, and if you do it in moderation, then fine. So by yeah, legalizing things... I I, I've got, you know, ex-drug addicts, specifically heroin addicts, working in my, my company, and they've recovered, but I've heard all the stories about how they got into it and how it pretty much ruined their lives, and they're very lucky to get over it. Yep. Um, now, a lot of the impressionable, more impressionable people out there are younger children. And so, I mean, those, and the harder drugs, I mean, seriously, if you're 14, 15, 16, 17, you haven't even got a chance at life. You haven't figured out life yet. Right. And, so and that's why it's up to the parents to educate. Legal. I mean, come on now. I'm, you know, I'm for legalization of marijuana. Yeah, no, because check this out. If I legalize heroin and your kid gets it, that's not my fault. That's your fault for being a shitty parent. Right? Well... It just makes it more available. I didn't go to their house and sit the kid down and shoot him up, you know? And it's just as, av- no, as no, av- available. Right. Of Legal or not. illegal. But if, but if it's more available, because, come on, heroin's not as big as it, it is, you know, was in the 70s. No, because I mean, it's all 70s, pills now. You can find it readily everywhere. Now it's been, you know, well, somewhat contained. Do you know why? Because heroin nowadays is garbage. If I want good shit, I'll go to Purdue and get 80 milligrams of Oxycontin because I know every time I buy it, that's what it is. When I buy heroin, I could have a difference of 50% between the batches. That's dangerous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's usually crap. And those prescription drugs that are replacing heroin are more readily available than heroin ever was. Yep. And heroin 
is still available today, and it is not like a hidden, hard to obtain thing. No, you people just have go to, to that be when so they... inclined to ask right. around and find it. I, I guarantee that there isn't an illicit drug, with maybe the exception of I bet you you'd probably have the hardest time finding like LSD than any other drug. I bet you that would probably be the most elusive one. I'd say C. DMT or ketamine. I don't know about LSD. It's pretty easy to find still. Sure. So my point is is that even though that these substances are illegal, they're still obtainable. So legalizing yeah. them and and keeping them illegal, the difference is is whether you want to be a criminal to obtain them or if you don't want to be. And if you are so inclined to use these drugs, has the law ever stopped you? No. Have you ever said have you ever said no, I am not going to smoke pot because it's illegal? Nope. I drive without my seatbelt, too. If I'm going to do heroin, am I going to do it whether it's illegal or not? If I'm going to do drugs, I'm going to do some fucking drugs. Right. I'm just saying. Don't half-ass it. Life's too short. Yeah, but if, if it's more available to to the right. masses, the more impressionable younger youth, okay. you know, you're, you're saying legalize it all. Legalize it all, let God sort them out, and if your kid dies, then you're a dumb parent. All right? Yeah, see, but unfortunately, it's going to be mostly Americans that are going to die from it. Well, then that's more room for us, uh, right? Is it? It is. Who's going to pay for your social security when you get older? I'm going <laughs> to farm myself to death. We're we're not going to have social security when we get older. We're already past that. Yeah, kind of the irony of that is that there will be no social security. Irony or sad? Okay. We got to get out of here. So I'll see you on the forums. I'll see you on the Hotbox page. Thanks call for next the call. Week. Holla. All right. Thank you, guys. It's been a slice. Be careful. Saturday. Bring me a bike because I'm ready to ride. Yeah. Uh, screw it. I'll be at work. Let's ride. But I'll stop by and say hi. Okay. All right. Uh, email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Leave a message for the show, 406-204-4687. Hop on the forums, hotboxpodcast.com slash forums. Like facebook.com slash hotboxpodcast. And then share that like with all your friends. All right. Thank you, Ian. Hey, See thanks. You at, uh, Thank you. Gl- thanks, everybody, in the chat room. Yeah, awesome. good convo this time. Yeah, awesome. It's about time. 87 episodes, and we finally got something. We'll see you guys Thursday, next Thursday. Yes. Okay. Peace out. If you like, you like this is where where you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you.